genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, one orc screech-filled minute at a time. I'm Norman yeah. Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again for, unfortunately, the last time this week is Naomi Wong from I Geek by Night. you just said joining <laughs> us again, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing my best. Aww. <laughs> No, we love having you on here. It's been, uh, I should do that myself. Like, I'm sorry, Gandalf. I didn't mean to. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about minute 135, which starts with Boromir moving to shut the door and ends with an orc, an orc's face charging Boromir. Yeah, right up in his business. <laughs> so there's that moment. First of all, this has Boromir's best line in the whole movie. <laughs> Um, excuse me, is it my brother, my captain, my king? Because that's not no, the best line. <laughs> no, th this is the best line. Okay. They have a cave troll. <laughs> it, it, it really is. To me, it's, to me, it's like, it's said with the same kind of emotion that people like looking, go, I hate Mondays. Yeah, it's just like, like oh god. <laughs> not this again. It's, it's like, it's like he's been through something like this before and he's just done. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't need this in my life today. Do you ever For need orcs attacking you in your life? I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing like an Arrested Development style TV show around Boromir's life. And this yes. is just one more moment. <laughs> With like inner monologues and talking yeah. to the kid. There was indeed yeah. a cave troll. Yeah. <laughs> just like it pauses. It's like, there was a cave troll. Freeze frame. Record scratch. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's me. me. <laughs> you're probably wondering. You're probably wondering how I got here. Right. <laughs> oh my god. That's like one of my favorite tropes. It's so funny. I, I love it. it. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> just and he's looking directly at Aragorn at the mm -hmm. door. He's like, "They have a cave troll." <laughs> it's just, just very matter of factly. So, I didn't notice last minute, but when Aragorn, I don't know if it was in last minute, um, or it's the very beginning of this one. Um, Aragorn like runs to go help Boromir with the door and he just throws the torch to the side. He just throws it on the ground and luckily it doesn't land on anything that it sets like, on flammable? fire. Yeah. I threw like all it the on the ground. In this room. He's not a part of your system. <laughs> man. <laughs> oh man, oh. I love they have a cave troll. That's my <laughs> constant mood. Just like Ugh. They have a cave troll. They have a cave troll. They have a cave troll. I love troll. Sean Bean. We were talking about Sean Bean, like, not changing his voice for anything. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Just, here he is. This is the same way I imagine him, like, declaring something to his children that just has to happen. <laughs> just like. Just, it's like, oh. you're going to the dentist. Like, they have a cave troll. Robert Baratheon is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Robert Baratheon is dead. <laughs> just, just, and just like hands in the air, shrug to the side. <laughs> God, this this is exactly the kind of moment I imagine this person just like putting their hands in the air. Just, 
they have a cave troll and just walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's done. Like every day in retail. Like oh, every single day. Like think about think about Prove Boromir's that. like journey to get to this point. Like he left the front line because of of a prophetic dream. <laughs> he goes to Rivendell, then he goes into Moria and he's just like orcs. I just rode 110 days to get away from them. <laughs> and yet, here they are. Is this all that is? Uh... All there is in the world is fighting orcs. Oh and I'm, I hate it. I'm done. Sweet mercy they have a cave troll. Sweet mercy. <laughs> He's not wrong, you know, they do have a cave oh. troll. They do? <laughs> I think that's the most Legolas line Boromir has ever said. They have a cave troll. Because <laughs> yeah. yes. Legolas is the one that declares things. It's yes, amazing yes. that when it comes through the door, Legolas isn't like, a cave troll. <laughs> Hark. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know he's just... It's a troll! Wishing... It does go... Okay, after he says they have a cave troll, it does cut straight to Legolas throwing an axe at him. <laughs> like, you stole my line. That's my part. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just picturing now, like, an educational TV show where there's, like, a little Legolas at the bottom of the screen pointing at things, and there's, like, some, like a subtitle. Oh They're like, God. this is a monkey. This is a monkey. And they're like, this is an orc. And just, like, circling it with his hands and, like, little things yeah. getting drawn on the screen. And then they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Very <laughs> <laughs> people get scooped up. <laughs> just like little Legolas appears at the bottom of the screen pointing they are taking the hobbits to Isengard <laughs> a balrog of Morgoth yes. just when it appears on the screen little Legolas at the bottom point oh my god he's like the word paperclip yes <laughs> like this this could be like you seem to have lost your wizard <laughs> no it's like when they show like Disney Channel original movies and then they have like little information pop up things and it's not just like a little tiny piece of trivia. It's a tiny little Legolas with a piece of trivia, which is not trivia you needed to know because you already know. Right. He only tells you things you already it's just, know. Yes, it's just, uh, it's Captain Obvious Elven Edition. <laughs> that's like, that's Legolas's entire job in this first movie. It's <laughs> telling us things we already know. And like side-eyeing people in the background. I love watching Orlando Bloom in the background of every shot. It's amazing. Sean Astin actually talks uh, talks a little bit about being jealous of Orlando Bloom's good looks <laughs> on the commentary track. Okay, that's another thing. The cast commentary is so funny because they all have completely different styles of like commentating. Like some of right, because them... like Christopher Lee and and John Rhys Davies are just very serious, and they talk about like the kind of like acting as an art form and like, <laughs> writing and movies. And then there's like Dominic <laughs> Monaghan and Billy Boyd being like, "Oh, that Ent was a horror to work with." Yeah, no, he's terrible. He always wanted to do this, always wanted to do that. Oh, <laughs> like. Yeah. And Peter and Fran do a little bit of that too, talking about like directing the worms and the centipedes <laughs> during the scene <laughs> with the with the Black Rider coming over the tree root. <laughs> oh man, I love stuff like that though. Um, or just like making things up about how things were done because they know it's explained on the the, uh, the design commentary anyway. <sighs> like about the ring being magnets and there's like it's totally not magnets. <laughs> like for the way it hits the ground and stops. Boom. Stuff like that. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, the cast co- the cast commentary is really really funny, um, and it's really a shame that Ian Holmes not on it. Yeah, I wish he was. Um, I could listen to the entire movie just described by Christopher Lee, though. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just still laughing about the Happy Cave Troll because it's like one of the funniest moments in the movie. <laughs> And I don't know if it's supposed to, like, really be played for laughs as much as it is, because it's just super funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe in, like, the script it's supposed to be like, they have a cave troll! Or something, and, like, it's just, like, informing them in, in, in an orderly manner, but no, it's just, oh, they have a cave troll. <laughs> like Sean Bean was tired that day. <laughs> this was, like, take number 56. <sighs> they have a cave right. troll. <laughs> just, <laughs> I want to see all the takes of Boromir saying this whole Like he starts off really enthusiastic and then he just kind of just drops just, off. And then Peter Jackson's like, yes, that's the one. Peter <laughs> Jackson's like, ah, yes, this kind of sarcastic, done with life take. This is, <laughs> this is the one that I shall use. This is perfect. Thank you, Sean. Uh, I also love the uh, the little pan, the little shot where they pan around and you see Aragorn's ready with a bow. And Legolas is ready with a bow, and Boromir is twirling his sword and has his shield out mm-hmm. because Boromir doesn't use a bow. Apparently, he doesn't. He doesn't like arrows. Oh, they are his natural enemy. Why are you on about that again? He just <laughs> because. Why won't you stop? I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny because I never really noticed before that Boromir just doesn't even carry a bow. You're distressing our guest. <laughs> I love Boromir. Oh, no. What kind of host are you? Cool. Did Poor you, Boromir. Did you want to talk about Glamdring? I know we don't really oh, see yes, it. Oh, yes. I did. Yeah. Um, we see more. You see it at the one of the little bits in this minute. You see Gandalf holding Glamdring and mm-hmm. his staff. And it's one of the little, little nitpicky things that always bother me about these adaptations is that Glamdring doesn't glow when it's supposed to. Yeah. Because Sting glows. Sting glows. And Glamdring is supposed to glow, as is Orchrist, and neither of them glow in the Hobbit movies either. Because it's all made of the same elven stuff. Right? Yeah, they're they're like all part of the same kind of like material, set. and they're not a set because Orchrist and Glamdring have their own kind of histories. Like they belong to different like heroes, and you know it's always kind of bothered me that Glamdring doesn't glow. And I know it's nitpicky, but it's one of those things. I'm allowed to be nitpicky about a handful of things. That's one of them. Well, we're nitpicking the movie to death, so... I wouldn't say that we're necessarily nitpicking the movie to death. We're just talking about it one minute at a time. I mean... Oh, I know. Being like, why doesn't Glamdring glow is no, nitpicky. I know. Yeah. But like, being like, hey, I never noticed that. That's kind of cool. Isn't like nitpicky. Yeah, but why doesn't Glamdring glow? <laughs> why doesn't Glamdring glow? Also, yeah, I've I've never really like noticed before that Aragorn just throws the torch on the ground. It's a good thing that it's like stone, right? Because otherwise, but there's cobwebs just... everywhere. You'd think the whole room would just go up. Be barbecued, <laughs> like... or all the arrows and just the random debris oh. of battle. The leftover hair from dwarf beards. Ew, oh. gross. Oh, that's nasty. No, I really do. I like that uh, this is the first time the Fellowship fights as the Fellowship. Mm-hmm. We're about to mm-hmm. see it start. And it's uh, it's a really cool action set piece. I'm really excited to talk about this next week. 
with the cave troll. Well, it is like the action set piece of the movie, aside yes. from the end. Yeah. Like this is our this is mm. our first like really major action set piece. Yeah. And oh, the music here is so good too. Everything gets so tense. Mm-hmm. I love uh I love the way everything builds tension here. I like the um cuz it's the same like group of notes the dun 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 you know yeah. like when the orcs are cutting through the door and then it keeps going until yeah. they burst through and then that theme resolves yeah um because it's like hearing the same handful of notes like over and over again it's like the jaws theme like yeah. you know right they also um they talk about the the foley guys again i'm always interested in how the foley guys make the sounds no, that they they're make. wizards they are wizards. It's like, how do they make things that aren't these things sound like these things? <laughs> <laughs> how do you do this? It's magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about the sound of the, the orcs marching. The way that they did it is that they just took stainless steel plates and attached them to the bottoms of shoes so that you could still move around normally without having to wear big, heavy boots. Hmm. So they tramped around with stainless steel plates on the bottom of their feet. Like... To make like the the stomping, crunching sound oh. of all the metal on stone. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like the orcs were wearing like tap tap shoes dancers or something. Yeah. No. I was like tap dancing yeah. orcs. <laughs> now I just want to see tap dancing orcs. I mean, yeah. go watch Lord of the Rings the like, musical. Like, that must like... exist. I, I, there is a Lord of the Rings musical. I'm I don't know if there's sure... tap dancing orcs. I'm yeah, no, it closed sure really fast. Like, <laughs> Fellowship the musical. Right. Um. There, there was a Lord of the Rings musical on the West End um, at some point, uh, but Did it, it didn't last. Spider-Man turn off the dark? Spider-Man had a Faster. pretty long run. Yes, really? Spider-Man yeah. had so many different casts and it ruined so many careers because it was so dangerous. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's worth seeing just for the Green Goblin, so. <laughs> oh, uh... oh, man. Julie Taymor, you mad woman. <laughs> Uh, just trying to cash in on the popularity of superhero movies. Uh, Let's write a superhero musical. Batman. Um, uh, what was the ba- um, Holy Musical Batman? By Team Star Kid. Oh, yeah, the Star Kid one. Yeah. I haven't really watched any of that Star Kid stuff. I'm surprised they haven't done like a fantasy one. Yeah. I mean, Harry Potter, but like. Harry no, no, see, fantasy. what have they done? They did. They did yeah. It was Harry Potter, they did Batman. Well, they did three Harry Potter ones. Um, they did Starship, which is a space one. They did Trail yeah. to Oregon, I want to say. They did uh, The <laughs> Other Side of Aladdin, Jafar. <laughs> hmm. Huh. But no, no, I know that in college, before they did Harry Potter, they did do a Lord of the Rings one because they made like a Gollum puppet. Oh. And there's like only a I'll few minutes of... That. There's only a few minutes of like... Um, footage of of it and it's super rough because yeah college students who are broke but mm-hmm. yeah they started off doing like a hobbit type thing and actually sean astin met them once in c2e2 because we, t- we told him about it and then he dressed up as one of their characters and took a picture of me it was amazing oh that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> sean astin is a that's super cool yeah he is Yes. Seems like a big teddy bear. Yeah, and he, he, he met one of my friends at her uni um, college, sorry, a month or two later, and he remembered all of us, which was ridiculous. That's amazing. 
Good guy, Sean Aston. Right? <laughs> he just seems like such a genuinely good person. Talking about being like set dad and making sure everyone is safe. Yeah. Like literally at this convention, he heard about a group of silly people who do things. And then basically one of their cast members was sick and bears a striking resemblance to Sean Astin. So he dressed up in his costume and he showed up at the at the panel and talked about something he didn't know idea about and they all pretended it was it was Dylan Saunders. That's amazing. <laughs> I wanna see that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds just Sean Astin BSing like through a panel. I mean like everyone knew but the joke was that no one knew. Right. The joke was that it was it was totally like that's definitely that's definitely Dylan Saunders. Who's Sean Astin? I mean, (laughs) that's crazy. You're crazy. Address him as Dylan every time you ask him a question. (laughs) They did. They did. (laughs) Oh man, that's amazing. That is truly amazing. Yeah, you can't write that stuff. It just happens. (laughs) That's just life, not fantasy. That's just real life. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. I'm still laughing about the cave troll. I can't help it. Oh it's so funny. Have a cave troll. Oh. Uh. On on a more serious note though, um when Gimli is standing on standing on the grave shouting let let them come as one dwarf left. Mm-hmm. Um it's yeah. it's really really it always reminds me of uh Band of Brothers. Um, if you've seen Band of Brothers at all, I haven't seen all of it. Because mm. the the D Day episode, um, which is the second episode, Day of Days, he Bill Garnier um had just found out about his brother's death, um, in Italy, in the war, and then he basically sets out to to single handedly kill every German soldier he comes across, and oh it's a God. similar ferocity in the eyes. And just the intent in which he's saying, you know, it's basically saying, come at me, bro, isn't he? But like way more serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually always really liked that line. Let them come. There's one dwarf yet in Moria that still draws breath. Mm. I've always thought it was it's very, very poetic. Yes. It's, Gimli's a poetic soul. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the thing that you would read in like um, like a Shakespeare play or like an epic poem. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's very Tolkien. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's drawing from, but, you know, all the people, like, soliloquizing before they, like, die, you know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love Gimli. I've always loved Gimli. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very dwarvish by nature. <laughs> my, my favorite Gimli moment, though, which is also a Pippin moment, unsurprisingly, is, like, when they come across each other again, and it's like, you've been here eating salted, you know, eating and smoking drinking it's like oh the salted pork is particularly good it's the salted pork that's literally my favorite moment of gimli ever just salted pork so angry and then he's just like so angry the salted pork is particularly good (laughs) salted pork it's such such a pimpin moment too like someone's angry at him and he's just like immediately immediately diffuse the situation offer food just like make some sarcastic comment like that's how I deal with problems. It's just it's, like, uh, diffuse situation. Here's a here's a baked good. Have a cookie. Yes. <laughs> it's so it's so sassy, too. 
And then Gimli's just like, salted pork, you yes. say? <laughs> we are sitting on a field of victory. <laughs> oh, man. And then I, if- I've always... I've always particularly liked the anachronistic. Uh, he's twitching because he's got his accent, my accent, embedded in his nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very anachronistic line. Embedded in his nervous system. <laughs> I, I. Th- it's it's possible. I I taught myself Scottish accents based on Pippin and Gimli, <laughs> <laughs> and also James right? McAvoy in very specific interviews. <laughs> Oh, man. That's a very specific Scottish accent. <laughs> Especially since uh, JRD says that he draw he's trying to draw a little more off Welsh than Scottish for Gimli's voice. Mm. Well, I... Huh. Trying to be a bit, a bit rougher. Right, because, mm. like, Dane in The Hobbit is, like, full Scottish. <laughs> yes. Uh, I believe that that guy was one of the... I, I can't remember that actor's name, the guy that plays Dane mm. in The Hobbit. Uh, I believe he was one of the people that uh, threw his hat in the ring uh, or For was Gimli. considered to be Gimli. So we could have got that guy as Gimli. Oh, man. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Dane. I'm bad with names. Stupid the... It's Billy something, isn't it? I'm having a look. I don't remember. Billy Connolly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I love Billy yeah. Connolly. <laughs> yes. There we go. That's the name. I couldn't remember. Billy, <laughs> you were close. I just... I knew it was Billy it. something. It's, it's weird, his headshot on IMDb at the moment, because I always associate Billy Connolly with having a different color beard to his hair. Mm. But it's all white now. Like Guy Fieri? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, internet. Oh my god. Yeah, that's what I think of when someone says different color hair from beard. My brain pictures got fear. That's unfortunate. It's like, oh, no, that's sad. <laughs> Go away. Uh, Billy Connolly yeah. is just about as Scottish as you get, though. Yeah. Right. So Scottish. Well, Dane is certainly that. Dane is certainly as Scottish as you get riding a giant boar. That was like. the best part of that terrible movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think the I, I think Thranduil picking up nine orcs and beheading them. <laughs> the is the best part of that movie. <laughs> I forgot that happened. Never mind. I amend my statement. <laughs> just beheads them all in one motion. I just. Oh, I'm so salty that there's three Hobbit movies. It could have been I so know. good if there was just one really well-made movie. I know. How, I mean, how, I totally how understand does... two. I understand. I would understand two. Three is too many. Okay, okay. I don't even understand two though because okay, Lord of the Rings is six books and it's three movies. Hobbit is one book. (laughs) Why? I know it's like fourteen chapters, if that. I think it's eighteen. I don't remember. Where's my? uh, I don't have a copy of the Hobbit because we're not talking about the Hobbit. We always talk about the Hobbit. The Dark is like chapter five. (laughs) Let's see, Hobbit chapters. I'm pretty sure there's like 13 or 14. It's not a lot. It's in the teens. It's 19. Oh, wow. There's 19. So close. It reads like 15. Well, it's a kid's book. I always love like... It reads very quickly. I love the titles of all of the chapters in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite Hobbit chapter title is Out of the Frying Pan Into the Fire. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I like that there's there's literally a, a, a chapter called Roast Mutton. 
<laughs> and there's one called Queer Lodgings, which has a completely different connotation nowadays. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, um, when I was rereading Lord of the Rings in preparation for this, I didn't read it. I, like, got an audiobook for it, and it was astounding how many times he used the word queer. Yes. I was like, oh, man, I think I'm supposed to be uncomfortable. Like, and it's just completely different. Yeah. yeah evolution of language well yeah when it was you know when it was written the word only meant strange right like like a particular kind of strange right yeah. no. i don't know i'm just reading all the title chapters for lord of the rings <laughs> my my favorite my favorite uh chapter title in lord of the rings uh in fellowship of the ring anyway is shortcut to mushrooms especially since it's just called out in the movie yeah Shortcut to what? Mushrooms. <laughs> um, I also I also really like Flotsam and Jetsam. <laughs> That's another chapter title I really like. <sighs> those are the those are the two that always spring to my mind when I think of chapter titles from Lord of the Rings. Shortcut to mushrooms. Of herbs and, and, and stewed rabbit. That's a good one. That's the most British thing I think of. Of herbs and stewed rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the entire series of everything just starts with, there once was a hobbit who lived in a hole. Right. Yes. Very, very amazing. Very nice. So, I think, uh, so British. I think we've about mined out this, this minute. <laughs> mined out. <laughs> Lol. It's not the first time I've made that I joke. I see <laughs> what you did there. Um, yes. They have oh, a cave troll. Um, they, okay. Um, we like to ask people um, what they would be interested in returning for. Like, if you could pick another scene from either this movie or from the trilogy as a whole, um, what would you like to come back and talk about? You know, go out on a limb and guess more Pippin. Right? <laughs> Is Pippin? How did you know? <laughs> it's the, the moment when Pippin climbs over the sleeping bodies and takes from Gandalf. Yeah. And his creepily open eyes. I just... <laughs> That's another trope I've always loved, is like the guy sleeping with his eyes open. <laughs> like, that moment... It's it's a lot of Pippin-Gandalf moments, because those are my favourite moments in all of the movies. In, on a serious note, those are my favourite moments. Like, when they're in... Um, my word, I know the name of the town, the city. Uh, <laughs> when they're in the siege, and he's saying, I can't believe this is the end. And Gandalf says those immortal words about, you know, every end is the beginning or whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. It's too late for me right now. Gondor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that those moments are my my favorite moments. Or just, just if you think of any time Pippin does something, <laughs> just know I have stuff to say about it. Fair enough. Pippin climbs a wall. <laughs> Amazing, inspired. <laughs> Pippin smokes. It's it's a brilliant. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. You could talk about salted pork. Salted pork is particularly good. It's true, and salted pork is good. You know, unless you're not allowed to eat pork, in which case, don't do it. Just. <laughs> I'm just saying words now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Talk about the meeting tree beard. Yeah. Yes. Tree oh, beard. That, 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 that brilliant moment where he says, oh, you know, the closer you are to danger, the further you are from harm. 
<laughs> Treebeard's all, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. But you are rather small. <laughs> and sometimes I think that's how people see me at work, because we have some very oh. tall people at work. <laughs> and they're like, well, that doesn't really make any sense, but whatever. You're small. Your world is different than mine. Thanks for joining us again, Naomi. Yeah, it was awesome. This this has been particularly fun. We hope you had fun. This minute has been particularly good. Oh my goodness. Particularly. Uh, I just like doing impressions Uh, of random moments. Yes. I daily daily quote. There's there's a couple of daily quotes from Pippin. There's, so, where are we going? And <laughs> and also, he know we had breakfast, yes, but what about second breakfast? <laughs> because it speaks to my soul. What about elevensies? Lunches? Afternoon tea. Afternoon tea. <laughs> Dinner. Supper. He knows about those, right? I wouldn't count on it, Pip. So good. Such a good moment. I love that they recreated that kind of. Oh, man. On their Instagram. That ended me. <laughs> Billy Boy just gets an apple dropped on it. I, I love that, uh, that they're so still so close. It's amazing. Yes. And also, while I'm here, yeah. if, if, if you haven't heard Bee Cake, which, first of all, amazing name for a band, Billy Boy's <laughs> band is called Bee Cake, and they make great music. I'll look that up. Sounds I know, That's I want to review one of his like band's albums. That'd be cool, we should do that. Yeah. Oh yes, when he sings. Please, when he sings. That's a good time to me to come back. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my favorite scene in the whole three movies. <laughs> there you go. So yes, uh, you can find us on the website duelinggenre.com where you can also find uh, Naomi in her role in Geek by Night. Yes, uh, Lorelai Swift. Yes. The crazy Scottish scientist. <laughs> Who's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, very good stuff. Oh. I'm just gonna stroke Naomi's ego. <laughs> I'm sorry for forgetting your name. <laughs> I was tired when we started this. Okay. <laughs> very tired. It's okay. I'm tired now. Oh. Yes. Uh, no, Naomi is very good in Keep by Night. You can also find all of the various Movies by Minute podcasts on moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, it grows it grows daily and there's there's always more of them coming out mm-hmm. uh, as always a special thanks to our patreon associate producers leaper 182 and ed foster uh, once again thank you naomi for joining us and hope everyone has a great